Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. I'm your host, the Apostle Ruben. And this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we'll be talking about the gospel. We're going to be talking about where the gospel started and what exactly is the gospel and who is the gospel for. Be sure to have your Bibles, pens, and notepads because, brothers and sisters, in these podcast episodes, we go over a lot of scripture. And when we go over scripture, brothers and sisters, we just don't uh, quote scripture or just lead you into scripture. We also explain it to give you the best possible understanding of what we teach. So stay tuned, brothers and sisters. It's about to get a little bit heavy. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. We're going to be discussing the gospel. The gospel. Brothers and sisters that um, have uh, been taught on the top of the surface about this subject, we're going to be going a little bit deeper in this podcast episode. I'm, I'm going to try to make this episode a little bit shorter than I um usually do but the reason why brothers sisters these podcasts seem to be a little bit no over an hour is because you know uh, when you're reading scripture you have to also explain scripture and explain sometimes what the words in the scripture means as i said before and i'll say it again brothers and sisters some of the phrases that are in the paragraphs of scripture must be explained in order to get what the content refers to what i want to do now brothers and sisters i want to go into the book of galatians chapter one galatians chapter one and i'm going to be reading a little bit out of the book of galatians i'm not going to read all galatians chapter one but i'm going to read down to uh verse 10 from one and two, and then I'll go to um, verses four and five, and then we'll read down to verse 10. Galatians chapter one, verse one says this, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. So right away, Paul is letting you know that he is not an apostle of men. And what he means by that, brothers and sisters, is he's not an apostle that comes from the doctrines of men. Remember, Paul is a changed man at this point, no longer a Pharisee, no longer a man pleaser, but He has now become an apostle of Christ, and through the sufferings of Christ, he has decided to teach against what, um, as I said before, and I say it again, they called heresy in the book of Acts 24, verse 14. Galatians chapter 1, verse 2, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to stop right there. This is where it gets 
a, a little bit um, lengthy in what I do as I read you the scriptures. I want to point out the brethren. Now, who are the brethren? Because they tell you that the brethren, you know, they say, well, anybody's your brethren. Not so, not so brothers and sisters. Everybody is not the brethren of the Israelites. Because Paul's an Israelite. Paul tells you he's an Israelite. And uh, I think it's Romans chapter 11, verse 2. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 22, and Galatians, chapter, not Galatians, excuse me, but e, Philippians, chapter 3, verses um, 5 and 6. So Paul's an Israelite. And as an Israelite, when he talks about his brethren, I'm going to show you what he's talking about. In the book of Romans, chapter 9, we're going to start in verse 3 before we go to verse 4 in Galatians. So if you will turn with me to Romans chapter 9, verse 3. It says, For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. Verse 4 says, Who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. So, brothers and sisters, Paul's brethren are Israelites. And these particular Israelites, which Jews are, you know, you if you've ever heard the phrase, All Jews are Israelites, but not all Israelites are Jews. Because Paul was a Benjamite, which was one of the sons of Jacob. So clearly, brothers and sisters, his brethren would be Jews. His brethren would also be from the tribe of Levi, which the Pharisee executed the Levitical priesthood, and he himself being a Benjamite. All of those are brothers from the same father. So when it says in Galatians chapter 1 verse 2, And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, what we want to understand is identifying the church. The church is not a building on the corner. I'm going to say that again, brothers and sisters. A church is not a building on the corner. A church or the church is found in Acts 7.38. Now, the reason why I'm expounding on this, brothers and sisters, is because if you are in these buildings on the corner, this is not read to you. As a matter of fact, brothers and sisters, they don't read the Bible anymore at all. This is the time and the age where the Bible is being discontinued in these buildings they may carry the book they may carry the book for show but as reading the scriptures they do not do it even though they go to what's called these cemetery schools and when i mean cemeteries because they're schools of death because they're taking our people to death 
They are brothers and sisters. They are taking our people to their graves. Our people are the walking dead in these churches. That's why Christ said in Matthew 8, verse 22, let the dead bury the dead, come and follow me. Dead can't bury dead, but the dead in spirit, the dead in mind is what we're facing today in these last days. Acts 7.38 says this. Let's look at the church. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. Church in the wilderness. Church in the wilderness. The wilderness had 12 sons of Jacob and 12 tribes of Israel. That's, that's, that's who the church is. Acts 7, verse 38. Again, this is he that was in the church in, church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai. And with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give to us. The lively oracles was the Ten Commandments. So that was the church. So the churches, brothers and sisters, are actually the tribes or the groups of the children of Israel that are in Galatia. Paul says this. I'm going to just read. Grace be to you and peace from the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at um, what Paul is writing here. What you have to do, brothers and sisters, is you have to truly, truly pay attention to what Paul is talking about. Paul just said something about the gospel that not a lot of preachers talk about. And I'm going to let you know what he's saying. I'm going to let you know what he's saying. Let's look at verse 4 again and read verse 4 carefully. Let's read verse 4 carefully. It says this. It says, Who gave himself for our sins, the church in Galatia, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Now, brothers and sisters, I already told you that evil is transgression. I explained that in the book of Proverbs 29, verse 6. I explained that in Proverbs 21, no, excuse me, verse 13, chapter 13, verse 21. Let's read both of them again. Evil has a meaning, brothers and sisters. Evil is not just some, when you look at the television screen and you see evil and you see the witchcraft that is on television and they call that evil no brothers and sisters evil according to the bible means what the bible says it means let's see what it means it says 
in Proverbs 29, verse 6. In the transgression of an evil man, there is a snare, but the righteous doth sing and rejoice. So evil involves transgression. Transgression of what? The law. Evil involves transgression of the law. And of course, you know that um, Proverbs chapter 13, chapter 13, verse 21 says, Evil pursue sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. So a sinner is the opposite of the righteous. Those that keep God's commandments are called the righteous. You saw an example of it in the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 6. With Zechariah and Elizabeth. They both in the flesh kept the law and the statutes and the judgments. Luke 1 and 6. It can be done. Like it says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things in Christ Jesus which strengthened me. Let's go back to the book of Galatians. And I'm going to continue where I left off. From this present, we're in verse 4. From this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father. Now, brothers and sisters, according to the will of God, Immediately, according to the will of God, we're breaking into the gospel. Now, of course, we know that the will of God is what? Let's go and look at it. Let's look at the book of Romans 2. Because, brothers and sisters, we can create our own narratives, but here at a light to the children, we're going to tell you what the will of God is. So this is what Paul, is, according to the gospel, this is what he begins it. I'm going to show you. Romans 2.18 says, And knoweth his will, the will of God. This is his will. And approvest the things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law. The will of God involves the law. Let's go back to Psalms 40 and 8. I'm going back over it again. I have mentioned this in other podcast episodes, brothers and sisters, but sometimes people come into an episode and so, you know, it, it's like repetition. You must continue to repeat to get into the minds of the people what the will of God is. Psalms 40 verse 8 says, I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. The will of God involves the law from the first to the second testament so according to the law of god our father verse 5 of galatians chapter 1 verse 5 of galatians chapter 1 tomb be glory forever and ever amen but watch paul watch watch what he goes right into in verse 6 I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. 
So this 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 gospel is not according to the will of God. Another, I'm I'm showing you this gospel is not according to the will of God, which we know involves the law. Watch Paul says this, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, verse 8, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. I'm going to read that again. So you can understand it. Verse 8, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Verse 9, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. What Paul's talking about? Another gospel. A different gospel. Paul said, let that man be accursed. Verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. There's a lot of meat in this, brothers and sisters, and it could take at least a couple of hours just breaking that down because there are words in there that need to be looked at. But I'm focusing on the gospel. Paul is letting you know that if someone comes and preaches to you another gospel, which is not of the will of God, let that man be accursed. Because he says in verse 4, who gave himself for our sins, the church in Galatia, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, the world of sin. Proverbs 29 and 6, Proverbs 13, 21, according to the will of God, Romans 2, 18, Psalms 40, verse 8. From sin, according to the law of God and the Father. Being called into that gospel of the will of God to another gospel. So 
right away, brothers and sisters, we understand that the gospel is according to the law of God. Let's read this again. We're coming back to Galatians 1, but I want to go to 1 Timothy. The book of 1 Timothy, chapter 1. Chapter 1, and I'm going to read verse 8 and 9. Then I'm going to go down to verse 11. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 says this. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 says, But we know that the law is good. If a man use it lawfully. Now, some of the Pharisees and the Sadducees were not using the law lawfully. As far as faith is concerned. Verse 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. Why? Because a, if, if a righteous man walks in the law. But for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, those who transgress it, Sunday churchgoers, Easter keepers, Christmas keepers, lawless, lawless, disobedient children. That's what the law is made for. That's Paul is letting us know something. Verse 9 again, I'm going to start over. It says, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. It's not made for us that keep the law. Now, although, brothers and sisters, I'm going to say this. Falling short of the glory can be continuous for the flesh. Now, when it, mean, when it says falling short of the glory, we need to understand that and I'm going to go to um, a scripture real quick in the book of Proverbs to explain this. Because it says, falling show of the glory. I'm going to show you that glory. Let's get the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 11. Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 11, says this. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger. And it is his glory to pass over a transgression. So the glory of man is to pass over transgression. And sometimes we fall short of that glory and fall into transgression. But we do not stay in transgression. That's why Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16 says this, brothers and sisters. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. This is one of my favorite verses. Proverbs 24, 16 says this. For a just man falleth seven times. A just man is the man that keepeth the law, according to Ezekiel 18, verse 9. A just man is going to fall. Remember, Paul said we all fall short of the glory. We do fall. fall. The same fall mentioned by Solomon is what Paul is talking about. Proverbs 24, verse 16 says, For a just man falleth seven times and riseth 
up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. That means that, look, those who are unlawful will fall into mischief and stay in mischief. That's not a good thing. But the just, we fall, we can fall, but we get up again to continue in the law of God. We fell short of that glory to pass over a transgression, but that's not going to stop us from getting right back up and getting right back into keeping the laws of God. It is a practice for life. It is our life. It is not a vain thing. Back to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. 1 Timothy 1, verse 9 says, Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and the disobedient and the ungodly, for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, for manslayers. For sake of time, I'm going to drop down to verse 11. No, I'm going to read verse 10. For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, sodomy for men stealers for liars for perjured persons and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine okay brothers and sisters anything contrary to sound doctrine what is sound doctrine let's go look at the book let's look at sound real quick Let's get the book of Psalms 119. Psalms 119. And I want to read verse 80. Psalms 119 verse 80 says this. It says, Let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. So, sound a sound mind is in God's statutes. A sound mind is in the law of God. Let's get the book of Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. I want to read verses 1, and I'm going to go down to verse 21. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 says this, my, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. So this chapter is about the commandments. The chapter is about the commandments. That's the chapter. We're going to drop down to verse 21. And I, and I, and I know sometimes, brothers and sisters, that um, you have a lot of preachers that will come simply. They, they get simple. So I'm going to show you that the commandments are wisdom 
and understanding. I'm going to show you real quick because you may see, you may look at if you if like like a lot of um, so-called Bible readers like to do, they'll say, "Well, you went to verse 21, but if you read verse 19, it says the Lord by wisdom has found the earth by understanding; He has established the heavens." Verse 20 of Ch uh, Proverbs chapter 3, by His knowledge and the depths, uh, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So they'll say, see, the Bible says keep sound wisdom and discretion. Let's get the book of First Kings. Let's see if this is if I'm right. First. No, I don't think that. I think it's First Chronicles, brothers and sisters. Let me look and see. First Chronicles. Yes. The book of First Chronicles, chapter 22. We're going to read one verse. Verse 12. First Chronicles 22, verse 12. It says this. Verse 12. Only the Lord give thee wisdom, wisdom and understanding, and give thee charge concerning Israel that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. Wisdom and understanding come from the law. So when we go back to Proverbs 3, verse 21, Proverbs 3, verse 21 says, my son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Brethren, the soundness is in the law. That's why Paul says in 1 Timothy 1 and 10, anything contrary to sound doctrine. We're going to take a look at what doctrine is when we come back from the break. Stay tuned. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Before the break, we were reading out of 1 Timothy chapter 1. We started in verse 8, and um, we ended in verse 10, but we were talking about sound doctrine. Now, we know Proverbs 4 and 2 says what doctrine is. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 2. And brothers and sisters, I, I told you before, and I'll tell you again, you must understand that the apostles are writing what they read or have read from the first testament they you would never know what doctrine was unless the bible told you what it was now some preachers or many i should say i say some um preachers will read to you what doctrine is and many won't proverbs chapter 4 verse 2 says this for i give you good doctrine for sake Ye not my law. The doctrine is the law. That's doctrine. And sound doctrine, Paul puts them together. The soundness of the law, or I should say doctrine, 
Paul says, anything contrary to sound doctrine, which is in the law. All of these things he describes are against the sound doctrine. Disobedient, ungodly, sinners, the unholy, profane for murders of fathers and um, um, murderers of mothers, for manslayers. And, and brothers and sisters, I guarantee you, none of, none of this has to be in a literal sense because you can also murder someone let me show you that let's get let's get first john three let me show you let's get first john three and i want to start in verse 15. first john three fifteen says this whoso hateth his brother is a murderer and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. So it doesn't also, it, it, I mean, excuse me, it doesn't always have to be by a knife or gun or just you hurting physically your mother or your father or your brother or your sister, you children of Israel. It, it could be hatred. These are also qualities of hatred. Verse 10 went over for whoremongers for them that defileth themselves with mankind. For men stealers, which this nation is famous for, stealing men. According to Exodus 21, Paul is going back to something. See, Paul is referring to the law. Exodus 21, verse 16 says, Exodus 21, verse 16, He that stealeth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hands, he shall surely be put to death. The slave masters miss that scripture. They brought the Bible to my forefathers, which they call now the North American Indians, and those Judites that came over here on slave ships, according to Joel 3, verse 6. According to Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. They happened to miss that because we were sold on auction blocks, which is a sin according to the Bible. See, we didn't know this back in the 16, 17, and 1800s when this process was going on because we couldn't read. But now we are identifying some of the sins of the past that were committed by the Europeans. Verse 11 of 1 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 11. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. So again, brothers and sisters, the gospel is according to the law. We're going to see how it is according to the law. Let's get the book. Let's get the book of Colossians 1 and 5. Colossians 1 and 5. It says this in Colossians 1 and 5. It says this. For the hope 
which is laid up for you in heaven. Colossians 1 and 5. Whereof ye heard before in the word of truth of the gospel. So what is the word of truth? What is the word of truth, brothers and sisters? Let's go back and look at Psalms 119. Psalms 119, and we're going to read verse 43. Psalms 119, verse 43. This is David writing. He says this, And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. The word of truth is the judgments. So the word of truth is the law. And that is according to the gospel. So, brothers and sisters, there are three scriptures that says the gospel is according to the law. I know it doesn't make sense to many that have never heard this, but the gospel is according, according to the law. Let's go to the book. Let's not waste any more time. Of Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. And I want to start in verse 14, and I'm going to end in verse 16. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 says this. Here Paul, Paul's writing. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, brothers and sisters, there are plenty of so-called preachers out here. So let's take a look at the quality of a preacher. Let's get the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12. Ecclesiastes, chapter 12. Let's look at what Solomon says a good preacher is let's look at what solomon says we're going to read ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 9 and 10. here's your preacher here's what a preacher is supposed to do ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 9 and 10 verse 9 and moreover because the preacher was wise you know, wisdom comes from the law. Psalms 19, verse 7. Because the preachers was wise. Now, I doubt nowadays, brothers and sisters, you have any wise preachers behind the pulpit. Many uh, go by their own understanding and philosophies of their own. They do not read the Bible to you. This is why there's a lot of confusion in the people. But we must set the record straight. Verse 9 of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. He set these proverbs or parables or mysteries in order. Verse 10, the preacher sought to find out acceptable words and that which was written was upright. Not out of his own mouth, that which was written 
He's supposed to teach you what is written out of the Bible. You rarely get that. This is why the gospel is not the gospel, or I should say the gospel I'm going to teach you today is not the gospel you're normally used to hearing. Because it is not by what is written, it is by what is given to them to teach by these faulty church leaders to deceive the people. Watch. Verse 10 again of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words and that which was written was upright was of the law, because upright has everything to do with the law. The judgments of up are upright. Even, see, indeed, words of truth. So what was written was upright, even the words of truth. We just got through looking at Psalms 119, verse 43. The words of truth are the laws of God, the judgments. So when we go back to Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him or believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15. Verse 15, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. That's the gospel. Peace, glad tidings, good things is the gospel. That's the gospel. Glad tidings. They call it good news now. And you know, brothers and sisters, <laughs> I have to tell you that they always try to modify some things that is written in the King James Version. That's why a lot of times you see ministers go into another Virgin of the Bible, versions of the Bible, versions of the versions, new translation, new English translation. So they can get you away from originally what it was called in the King James Virgin Bible. Glad tidings is the gospel. That's why in verse 16, Romans 10, 16, but they have not but they have not all obeyed the gospel. The gospel is the glad tidings. For Isaiah, which is Isaiah, saith, Lord, who believeth our report? Why does he go back there? To Isaiah, he, he, he goes back to the law. 
Isaiah is considered the law. Let's take a look at this gospel. Let's take let's get a little bit deeper. So the gospel is called Glad Tidings. Glad Tidings. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. I want to begin in this um, First Testament, in the First Testament of Isaiah 61, verse 1. We're looking at Glad Tidings. Glad Tidings. Now, this is the gospel that is found back in the words of truth, which is the law. This is read by many churches, but for the first time or maybe in a different way, some of you may have heard this in another way, but I'm going to give you the way that God presented it to me as I studied and read through this book in Isaiah chapter 61, verse one, it says this, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings, good news. Paul said, good things, good tidings. To the meek. So the good tidings, tidings is news. Good tidings, brothers and sisters, is another way of saying good news, and good news is the gospel. So he sent me to teach good tidings to the meek. Okay, let's see. Let's see who the meek are. Let's see who the meek are, brothers and sisters. Let's get because everybody, I told you before, and I told you again. A preacher will preach to you a verse, but we have to see what the verse, who the verse is talking about. He sent them to preach it to the meek, the gospel. Proverbs chapter, not Proverbs, but Psalms chapter 25, verse 9. Excuse me, brothers and sisters. Psalms chapter 25, verse 9 says this. The meek, the meek, will he guide in judgment? Judgment is the law. Watch this. And the meek will he teach will he teach his way. The way of God is in the law. Psalms 119. I always read this. The way of God is the law of God. Psalms 119. Verse 32 says this I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. Now, the way again, I'm going to show you the way. It says he, he shall teach his way. Second Peter, just in case somebody says, Well, you know, you're always reading out of that old testament. 
you, you, the Bible got two sides. Well, let's look at it. It says this. First Peter, I mean, excuse me, second Peter chapter two, second Peter chapter two. I'm going too fast, brothers. Just let me slow down. Second Peter chapter two. Verse 21 says this, for it has been better for them not to have known the way, way of righteousness, than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment give, delivered unto them. So the way is still the commandments, the law. Just like it says in Psalms 119, verse 32. Now we're talking about the meek. meek Zephaniah 2 and 3 Zephaniah 2 verse 3 it says this Zephaniah 2 and 3 seek ye the Lord all ye meek of the earth which have wrought worked wrought means worked his judgment law seek righteousness seek meekness because meekness is in righteousness meekness is in judgment it may be you shall be hid in the day of the lord's anger when the lord returns in his anger brothers and sisters you're going to be hid placed in the chamber like it says in isaiah 26 20 brothers and sisters the meek of the earth that's why christ says this christ says this in matthew 5 see when you get to Matthew 5, you wonder why he says this. You wonder why. Matthew 5. And verse 5. Christ says, blessed are the meek. Hmm. For they shall inherit the earth. Not go to heaven, but inherit. What, is, what does he mean, inherit the earth? There are some podcasts coming up, brothers and sisters. I have, I'm, I'm telling you. This is part of the gospel. Now, according to their gospel, it's float up into the sky. No, the, Christ said inherit the earth. That is the reward of the meek. Psalms 37, verse 11. Then we're going to get back to the lesson. Psalms 37, verse 11. And you know, brothers and sisters, I'm not giving you half, half, half of what I can give you on these subjects I teach unto you. There's more. You read a lot of scriptures, but that's just, I'm going a little bit deeper. I can go way deep. Because that's what you do, brothers and sisters, when you read scriptures. And not float on top with a bunch of philosophy. Psalms chapter 37, verse 11. Christ mentioned this in Matthew 5 and 5. Psalms 37, verse 11 says, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Now, we know in Psalms 119, verse 165, it says this, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Isaiah chapter 50, 
7 verse 21 says, Isaiah 57 verse 21 says, There is no peace, saith my God unto the wicked. Which is the same thing. And I think Isaiah 48 verse 22. Brothers and sisters, there is no peace to the unlawful. You can see it in the world today. There is no peace amongst those that don't keep the commandments. They may pretend by going into the first day of the week church and raising their hands and shouting hallelujah and giving a few dollars. But right after that, the other six days, there is uh, disrespecting of the mother. There's um, honoring of the gods, bowing down to false images, idolizing men that play sports. There's adultery being committed. But then on the first day of the week morning, they go in in pretense and serve God. That's not serving the Lord at all. And I'm not talking about them brothers and sisters. I'm just saying, if you do not keep the law, if you do not keep the law, there is no pleasure God has in you. No pleasure. And by proof, I'm I'm saying Romans chapter 8, verse 7. <laughs> you know, you preachers don't read. That's like I said. When you read, you'll find things out. Romans chapter 8, verse 7 says this. It says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Listen. If you walk in the flesh, now flesh could be two things. Flesh can be the old covenant, and flesh can also be in the sin of your youth. Like it says in Ecclesiastes, like it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 10, when Solomon writes, Therefore, remove sorrow from thine heart and put away evil from the, thy flesh for childhood and youth are vanity. And most of the sin today we do come from the youth. It's, it is brought up in the mind and we continue to want to be the same way we were years ago in the flesh. No, brothers and sisters, that is what the word repent is about coming and changing and returning to God's laws, like it says in Ezekiel 18, verse 30. Repent has a meaning. Change and return and keep God's law. Back to the gospel. Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is, is upon me because... The Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek and has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Liberty. What kind, what liberty, where is the liberty of God to the captives? What is the liberty? Let's look at the book of back to Psalms 119 verse 45. I told you, brothers and sisters, Psalms 119 is the the uh, 
opening to understanding the Bible. Psalms 119 verse 45 says this. I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. So again, the liberty is in the precepts. Now, in case you say, well, I'm taking you to the New Testament to let you see that liberty is also the same in the New Testament. James chapter 1, verse 25. And in case you don't understand, brothers and sisters, or are not aware, liberty is is freedom free free james chapter 1 verse 25 says this but whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So the blessing comes from doing the work in the law of liberty. And I'm going to do a future podcast episode, brothers and sisters, entitled The Blessing of God. And again, we're going to be going from first to second testament. That's the way we do things here. Because everybody likes to say, oh, it doesn't say that back. Uh, what's, what is spoken of in the Old Testament ain't spoken of in the New. I'm going to show you like I've been showing you in every podcast. Yes, it is. Because what the prophets are doing is referring back. Or I should say the apostles, what they're doing is referring back to the Old Testament. Because that's all they have is the Old Testament. That's why in Luke 24, people wonder. They just have, I mean, you know, and, and it's not the fault of uh, a lot of our people that they don't read these things. Luke 24, verse, I think I want to start verse 45 and read verse 45. It says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. The scriptures of the Old Testament. These apostles ain't reading their own writings, brothers and sisters. Any man, any man with any kind of sense would know that the scriptures are the Old Testament. Christ opened up their understanding of the Old Testament, the scriptures, what the scriptures say about him and the his coming, and he opened up the words to them and the understanding of the words so they could be great teachers. So the liberty was in the law to the captives. Open And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. See, that's what the gospel was. To teach to those that were meek and wanted to seek the judgment of God that were captive and in prison. See, brothers and sisters, it's a lot to the gospel to a point to where you can actually just sit down, brothers and sisters, and make a three-hour class. 
It's a lot to it. But I'm just giving you a little, I'm going just a little bit deeper to show you that the gospel began in the law. And who is for? Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. After this break, I'm going to conclude this episode titled The Gospel. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Had to take that break. It is required for us when we're doing these podcasts to take a break in order to get our voices together and to continue and to kind of get what we want to present in um, different parts of the Bible. Now, brothers and sisters, we were in and still in Isaiah 61. We read verse 1. Now we're going to read verse 2. It says, To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Now, this is the gospel. This is the, the good news is to the meek, to the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty unto the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Now, when we go back to the book of Isaiah 49, verse, Isaiah 49, verse um, 22. Now, a lot of ministers will try to use this, but I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, when you get to certain passages of the Bible, you must support them with other passages of the Bible. Isaiah 49 verse 22 says this, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles, and set up my standard to the people, and they shall bring thy sons and their arms, and their daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. And the kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. And they shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth, and shall lick up the dust of thy feet. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that way for me. Now we know that way for him, Isaiah 42 verse 4 says this. Isaiah 42 verse 4 he shall not fail nor be discouraged, talking about Christ, till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isle shall wait for his law. See, waiting on Christ is waiting for him to bring back the law, the statutes, the judgments. Christ is coming back, as it says in Isaiah 2, and laid down the law. He's, and so they created this secret rapture. He's going to come swing down. And he's going to take you back up. No, see, that's another gospel. See, this is a, that's a form of the gospel to say that he's going to come and deliver just any and everybody. Verse 24 of Isaiah 49 says this. Watch Isaiah. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful? captives 
delivered. Not everybody's going to be delivered. The Bible says the lawful. Remember, Isaiah says, um, in uh, uh, chapter 61, verse 1, when he says, to proclaim liberty to the captives. To the captives. Go back to Isaiah 49, verse 24. Shall the prey be taken away from the mighty or the lawful captives delivered? Verse 25. But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with them that contendeth with thee and I will save thy children. See, brothers and sisters, the gospel does not involve all nations, the gospel or, or just every people. The gospel is talking about those that are meek and the judgment of God and those meek are here. Let's read verse 3. Let's see where these meek are. This is all the gospel. Now, brothers and sisters, the gospel goes all the way from Isaiah 61, verse 1 to verse 11. For sake of time and length and understanding, brothers and sisters, I'm not, because I said you could make this as long as you want. But the gospel goes from verse 1 of Isaiah 61 to verse 11. That's the gospel. But I'm just going to read verse 3. And then I'm going to move on. It says, To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, the 12 tribes. The God, see, Paul understood that the gospel were for the tribes, even though the tribes were scattered. See, that is the understanding you have to have, brothers and sisters. The 12 tribes of Israel are scattered. Deuteronomy 4, verse 27. Deuteronomy 28, verse 64. We would be scattered due to the fact that we had religious leaders in or kings that did not lead the people in the law of God. God scattered us. In Galatia, he scattered us. In Philippi, he scattered us. In Rome, he scattered us. Even until this day, we're scattered. But that gospel is even to the scattered. Watch. 61 verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, which is in the law. Righteousness is in the law. I've already spoken of this. Psalms 119, verse 172. Psalms 119, verse 151. Romans 2, verse 26, Romans 8 and 4, Philippians 3, verse 6, 2 Peter 2, verse 21. Righteousness is in the law. 
not in the righteousness of the sacrifice which was before Christ, because there wasn't any sacrifices done in righteousness anyway. That's what Malachi 3 and 3 about. I can go heavy, brothers and sisters, very, very fast, but I like to slow it down a bit. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. So when this happens, then now the Lord is glorified among the heathen. I'm going to stop right there. But but I'm, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the gospel deals all the way to verse 11 of Isaiah 61. But the gospel they teach you nowadays is for the heathen right along with the children. Everybody is going into the gospel. That's another gospel. Now, the Bible says according to the law because that's what the, the uh, gospel is according to. Truth, the law. Let's go to the book. Let's, let's stay in Isaiah. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 41, verse 27. Let's stay in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 27. The gospel's in the law, but they're not going to let you know that because you're in Sunday church. They, they, no one wants you to understand the law. The law, if you don't understand the law, brothers and sisters, the New Testament is going to be a mystery for you. You think you know it, but you don't. Isaiah 41 verse 27 says this. I'm going to read one verse. It says, The first shall say to Zion, Behold, behold them. I and I will give to Jerusalem one that bringeth good tidings. The good tidings is the gospel. It says, verse 28, for I beheld and there was no man even among them and there was no counselor. 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 Proverbs, not Proverbs, but Ecclesiastes 8. Ecclesiastes 8. Watch, watch Solomon. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 2. Solomon says this. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandments and that in regard of the oath of God. The counsel was always in keeping the commandments. Verse 3. Be not hasty. This is Ecclesiastes 8. We read verse 2. So the counsel was in the commandments. We that's the counsel. Because in Psalms 119, again, I love Psalms 119. And you got to understand, brothers and sisters, Psalms 119. I'm going to be using a lot of Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verse 24 says, Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. So the Counsel is always going to come out of the law. Verse 3 of Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Be not hasty to go out of his sight, 
stand not in an evil thing, unlawful thing, for he doeth whatsoever he pleaseth him. Don't leave the counsel of God or there will be repercussions. That's what the, that's why he says he the he is God doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. If it pleaseth him like and I'm going to show you people say well if God's pleased then no. Let's 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 look at Isaiah 53. It, verse 10, it says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. So it pleased the Lord to bruise Christ. I want to stop right there. It pleased the Lord to do the things that are in his will. If we don't do the things that are pleasing to God. I'm not going to elaborate any further what I just said, but when the time comes, I am. Isaiah 42, 41. Isaiah 41, verse 28 says, For I beheld, and there was no man even among them, and there was no counselor that, when I asked of them, could answer a word. Behold, they are all vanity. Their works are nothing. Their molten images are wind and confusion. See, brothers and sisters, in time, God knew that the children of Israel would fall into vanity. Deuteronomy 28 and 64 says, we'll be serving new gods, gods our forefathers never knew. And today we do serve these gods. Now you notice the goddess with little g. The little g are gods of imagination. Men made these gods. The white image of Christ is a created god. The cobblestone is a created god. The eight-armed goddess Krishna and Buddha, all of those the children of Israel are involved in and they are created gods. Imagination. That's how we became vain or are in vanity, according to 2 Kings 17, verse 15. Isaiah 40, verse Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 9. Let's read this. Talking about the gospel. O Zion that bringeth good tidings, good news, gospel. That's what the gospel is, folks. The good news, glad tidings, good news. Good tidings means news. But they they if you read in other versions of the Bible. Or you let the preachers say that instead of it being tidings, it's news. The biblical word, the King James Version, biblical word of tidings is news. Verse 9, O Zion that bringest good news, tidings, get thee up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings. Lift up thy voice with strength, lift it up. Be not afraid, 
Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. It says this, verse 10, Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for them. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. What's his reward? What is his reward? What is his reward? Revelations 22. Revelations 22. And I'm scratching the surface. I'm, I'm just going a little bit deeper. Just a bit deeper. Just a bit deeper. Just a bit. Not too far. Just a bit. Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. This is Christ speaking. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be, as his work shall be. So Christ saying, and behold, I, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Verse 14, blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. You Let's, let's read one more. Proverbs 13, verse 13. Proverbs 13, verse 13. Proverbs 13, verse 13 says this, Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. The reward is going to be given to the commandment keepers. Sunday church, Sunday keepers that don't keep the law are not going to get nothing but death and destruction. They could, You could see clearly why now the pastors say, don't read that Old Testament. Isaiah 40, verse 9. And Isaiah 40, verse 10. That good news is for the children of Israel. That was the gospel of truth. And the truth is in the law. And Isaiah is a book of the law. So far, all we have seen is the gospel being for Zion. And even though, I did an episode that talked about uh, the Gentiles. And um, I let you know that, that Israel were also Gentiles, according to um, Ephesians 2 verse 11 and 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 verse 2 and 1 Peter 4 and 3. They were also Gentiles. They became Gentiles because they were scattered among the Gentiles. Let's get the book of Nahum. Let's get the book of Nahum. Now, brothers and sisters, what I'm doing is I'm giving you a little bit of what I have. 
because I want you to see, all I'm wanting you to see, brothers and sisters, is that the gospel is in the law. But, 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 but. Understanding that it's in the law is not enough. Understanding also who is for even is not enough. Oh, not enough. Or, and what I say who is for is, I mean the law keepers of the children in Zion. Because when you go to the New Testament, the gospel becomes widespread and the Gentiles and this gospel is for brothers and sisters, the apostles can't disagree with the prophets. The prophets say that the gospel is for the 12 tribes. Now your preacher says, well, they're done away. Well, not according to Acts chapter See, here's, brothers and sisters, the Acts of the Apostles is actually the last acting book of the Bible. The rest of them are the letters of Paul and Peter. They're letters. When you look at the book of Acts chapter 26, Acts chapter 26, let's look at what Paul says here. Watch Paul. Acts 26, verse 6 and 7. Now, this is late in Paul's life. This, this isn't when he first came up. This is later. Paul has been through a lot of acts and traveled a lot of places by this time. Acts 26, verse 6 says, And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made to God unto our fathers. Our fathers. That's verse 7. Unto which promise our 12 tribes, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come, for which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. 12 tribes. Paul says that there are 12 tribes. What about James? See, your preachers tell you all oh, the 12 tribes are done away. Well, that's not according to the New Testament of the Bible. James chapter 1 verse 1 says, James, a servant of God, of the Lord and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered, 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 scattered. Deuteronomy 28, 64. Deuteronomy 4, 27. Abroad, greetings to the 12 tribes. There's still 12 tribes, even in the New Testament. They are not done away. Zion is all the sons of Jacob. See, in the book of Jeremiah, let's sneak over to Jeremiah. Chapter 31. I'm going to read verses 35 and 36. It says, 
Jeremiah 31, verse 35, Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinance of the moon and the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. The tide still goes, the sun still rises, the stars still shine, the moon still comes out. The twelve, of, the twelve tribes of Israel are not done away. Nahum chapter one. Nahum chapter one verse fifteen. Watch what this verse sounds like. Kind of gonna kind of sound like what Paul said in Romans ten. It says, Behold, Nahum 1.15, Behold upon the mountains and the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, ooh, and publisheth peace. Ooh, O Judah, keep thy Solomon feast, perform thy vows, for the wicked shall no more pass through thee. He is utterly cut off. See, the wicked, the liars, the cheaters, the schemers, all of those that continue to teach that the gospel is this and that. No, the liars, the wicked, the unlawful shall no more pass through you. And that goes into something else, brothers and sisters. It goes into more than you think. Have to have time to go into it. Just showing you. That's what Paul quoted in Romans 10. Verse 15. When the every nation this gospel was for the captive Israelites that scattered among all nations. See, when you read the gospel from the law, brothers and sisters, it's, it, it, it sounds a little bit different than what you used to. That's why in the last verse, I'm going to read. And brothers and sisters, I have more. Like I say, I don't read everything because in just this hour plus, you know, I've covered more scriptures than you're probably going to get covered in your church in two or three months, maybe six. I don't know. Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, verses 31 and 32. Now, I want to read verses 26 and then go to verses 31 and 32 because it's, it's still going to be an extension of what is said here. Acts 13 verse 26 says, Men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you that feareth God, Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 that keeps the commandments. That's the only way you can fear God. To you, this word of salvation is sent. To you, this word. The stock of Abraham. Verse 31. And he, Christ, was seen of many, was seen many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. Who are his witnesses unto the people? And we declare unto you glad tidings, how that the promise 
which was made unto the fathers, the fathers. Zion is the fathers. The fathers. Verse 33. I'm going to read it. God hath fulfilled the same unto us, their children, and that he has raised up Jesus again, as it is also written in the second Psalms. Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Now, the second Psalms got more than that. The second Psalms got more than that. He stopped. It was the times where they had to watch what they were preaching, brothers and sisters, because they were in other lands. You can't just go preach in other lands this gospel because someone in these lands would go back and, if you remember, Christ was never, never said he would destroy the temple. He was talking about his own body when he says, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. See, the Pharisee, everybody took that differently. They didn't understand what he was saying. That's the same way it was if they had taught this. See, when it says, this day I have begotten thee, in Acts, 20, in Acts uh, 13, verse 33, look what comes after that. It says this, Second Psalms. For I will declare uh, declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Verse 8, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, and thou shalt dash them into pieces like a potter's clay. See, the disciples didn't re report all that. <laughs> it was more to it. It was more to it. That was the gospel. That was the gospel. I'm going to end it there, brothers and sisters. I'm going to end it there. The gospel is not John 3.16. God is going to send his son, Jesus Christ, for the children of Israel. That's the gospel. And that's gospel according to the law. More podcasts coming towards you soon, brothers and sisters. May God bless you.